Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. My name is Cliff, and on the other side of the blower we have... Brett, hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, all right. What have you been up to? Yeah, today? not much. Today, I've been listening to Sun and Wind, so that's, that's always a bonus. Especially, oh, yeah, it was 1-0? It was 1-0. I had 1-0, um, especially as we've got uh, some four people to talk about today from Sunland as well, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's uh, uh, nicely tied in. It is nicely um, tied. Yeah. Uh, I've been putting records in record sleeves. What do you think about that? Very boring. It's, <laughs> Very it sounds boring like the, thing to do. Sounds like the, the thing that you enjoy doing, Cliff. You like doing that, don't you? <laughs> you you like having them in this. alphabetical order, don't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, somebody came round to see, see the baby and uh, she just went, <laughs> what, what are you doing? I was like, oh, <laughs> just putting, just putting these things and these other things. <laughs> <laughs> Were you making yourself just space out of the way? Are you? There's, there's yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh. yeah, that's exactly what that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Our first podcast, first proper podcast, has been out a week at the time we're recording this, and uh, at the minute we've had some really good feedback. Lots of people getting in touch. You've managed to tap into the cult horror twitter market which i didn't know existed but that's, <laughs> that's been quite fun to witness it has yeah, um, it's been good people have been really good on twitter and, and facebook and stuff like that i think yeah uh, i think we didn't have um last time we talked you hadn't set up the facebook group so we've got a Bretton cliffs flea circus podcast facebook group mm-hmm. which anyone can join well they have to ask we'll approve them i would imagine yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd have to be pretty a pretty bad person for it to say no i think Put it that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but the the conversations on there have been fun. Like everybody's joining in, coming up with suggestions for uh, next shows and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it's been nice to see people like old friends, family members, people from different parts of the world yeah. talking to each other and uh, yeah, debating debating yeah. the merits of different films and, and telly shows and stuff like that. That's good. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Um, How's the the Twitter stuff? You've been looking after that, so yeah, that's. I just keep seeing messages coming up from like horror films and things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the Twitter thing's been good. Obviously, the the Facebook thing is uh, is more you know people that we actually know. Um, but anybody's welcome to oh, join man. who's on fa- Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. But the Twitter thing is is people slightly further afield. There's there's lots of you know people from America who 
who hopefully will listen and things like that. So yeah, lots of lots of uh, people well into the horror, same as same as yeah. me. So that's good. That's good. You make some friends. Um, can do. One thing it reminded us when I was putting the records away and stuff today as well is I've got a, a record that arrived last week called Monochrome Daydream. I think you would like the music, but all of the people who are interested in uh, all these cult horror films and the, and the nostalgic stuff from the 80s, and mm-hmm. it's basically from a, a, a record label called Spun Out of Control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's they create pretend soundtracks, well, real soundtracks because they exist, but to yeah. pretend films. Like horror right. films and stuff like that from the 80s, yeah. so all your John Carpenter stuff. So this one, Monochrome Daydream, is um, it's like a, a Evangelist, like Blade Runner kind of thing, set mm-hmm. like to an imaginary film. Uh, yeah. It's really good. It's good. Yeah. And the uh, bloke who's done it is actually a composer. He does scores for various uh, films and that. But anyway, that's good. So I'd yeah. mention that. Yeah, anybody likes good. that kind of stuff. I'll um, check it out. I'll definitely check it out because it sounds sounds up my street, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think it's on, on Bandcamp for the record label, but they're on Twitter, so we'll, we'll tag them in this and maybe you're going to find them after that. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, sounds good. Anybody who does listen, remember to subscribe and, and like the like the podcast, subscribe, give us a five-star review on iTunes if you listen on there, if you think yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, uh, well, and that just means more people to listen. It's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think what pains I would imagine to sort of ask people to put five star reviews on, but we need to do it, don't we? I'm sure your wife's the same. I mean, giving her a lot of support and and things like that. But we can yeah. we can see you know behind the eyes sometimes they think yeah, we're having a midlife crisis. So any any five <laughs> any five star reviews would uh, would would go towards uh, stopping that from happening. I think yeah, so. If if you could do that, that would be great. <laughs> Have you just finished a beer and started a different type? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was okay. the one you had before? It had no label on, like like it was pure beer. It's 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 the weakest beer I can find. So that's what I've started started doing. You see, yeah, I'm drinking the weakest stuff I can I can possibly find. So the the first one that I had was Morrison's own, right? Which is yeah, uh, it didn't even have a label on. It. No, no, it, it doesn't have a label on. It's it's basically just in a white can. And it's it's one pound ten pence for four cans, two percent. It's absolutely is, is fantastic. It nice? It's all right. So I don't mind it. I I don't drink to get drunk. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and the other one's just a you know one of them little bottles that our parents used to get at Christmas. Beer deluxe. Beer deluxe. That's yeah. right. Yes. Nice tag there for beer deluxe. There. Hopefully we'll be getting yeah. sponsor <laughs> sponsorship yeah. by beer deluxe. You know where to send. Amazing. You know where to send them. <laughs> Send your little bottles here. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because uh, the last few we've been doing, you've probably seen me have a few bottles of beer, but they've all been non-alcoholic beers as well. Like you say, I'm a, like a yeah. beer after work or whatever, but I'm, I don't mm. intend to get drunk off them. So uh, no, no, I'm started having them. through the week. Um, if if you know, say the match is on or something like that, through the week, I'll I'll go I'll buy the the non-alcoholic beers because. Well, I think when the first came out, well, were horrible, weren't they? But they've they've improved, haven't they? I like the Bex one. Yeah, that's yeah, what I've got. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're definitely again? getting middle aged, don't we? I don't. Well, that's what I'm drinking now. Two <laughs> percent, three and a half. I presume that one is. This week, well, actually, the, what we watched was out of the result of uh, a poll we put on Facebook, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 
Yeah. So there was a big thread, loads of hundreds of comments on there. As soon as we mentioned like 80s shows, everybody started talking about which kids TV shows I remember watching and all of that. And uh, people were saying you should talk about this, you should talk about that. So we ended up putting a poll up and saying, right, which one do you want? And uh, the winner was Nightmare. Yeah. And Nightmare. Funhouse. Fun so we're going to talk well. about both of those. Um, should we do Nightmare first? I think so. Yes, we'll do Nightmare first, and and then we'll move on to on to Funhouse after that. I think there's more right. to talk about really with Nightmare, anyway, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. After, after looking into both the shows, um, so yeah. yeah, we'll talk about Nightmare first. Well, do you want to explain it for anybody who doesn't know what it is? Yes, I'll I'll explain it. Um, so Nightmare um is a British game show. I'm at pains to call it a, a kids game show because I I don't particularly think it is um it was first broadcast in 1987 and it ran for seven years um it was created by tim child and starred hugo myatt i hope i've uh, pronounced his name right there as trey god um trey god was basically a, a dungeon master wasn't he is, mm-hmm. is that the term yeah mm-hmm. um so the idea of the show anyway was that four children um one who uh, would be the dungeoneer um, would be led through the, the dungeons by the other three um, on a quest. The quest sort of varied. There would be different things like shield, sword, find the maiden, things like that. Um, but the, the sort of clux of the thing is is that uh, the dungeoneer... The clux. The clux of it is... Yeah, I did say <laughs> the clux. Right <laughs> yeah, like, I did. Is it not? What's the right word? <laughs> What's the right word? Then? Crooks. Is it? Clucks is good though. But oh, well, I, anyway, I, sorry, I pulled you up there. But I, that's all right. I've, I've just been reading, books, of, I've been reading <laughs> books about the Clue Clux clan. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you spelled the intro there, haven't you? You do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway. It's based on uh, like one of those, kind of, well, Dungeons and Dragons was massive in the 80s. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a, a bit of half of that and half of like those computer games that we used to play where actually it's those games are kind of back now where you just wander around and say oh yeah. go and have a look at that room and like what's on the table playing. and all of that yeah, yeah like yeah. we're all playing games uh-huh. yeah. that's, that's, that's what they're called <laughs> yeah um yeah it's i think the the guy that i the guy that actually did it this tim child um fella he got the idea um from two zx spectrum games that's where he got the all idea right. um okay so two different ones. Um, so basically, what he thought was, obviously, if you could do that type of thing on a ZX Spectrum, if we did it, you know, with slightly better graphics, and if we did it on the TV, then it would look amazing. And it slightly it, better. It, it, no, it, it looks amazing. It's fantastic. I mean, no, I, just, just, just. I remember loving this particular program. Oh yeah, same here. Yeah. I still I'll remember look. loving it, but also being scared by it, and having watched it again today, I'm mm-hmm. still scared by it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I, I think I think kids should be. It's ominous. Like scared. Uh, that's why I like Doctor Who and stuff like that because it, it is uh, scary. Oh, here we go. You want to <laughs> like Doctor Who, do you? But uh, it is it is scary. Do you know what I mean? It is scary, and that's that's part of the charm of it. I mean, it, if you're a contestant and you're going into a dungeon, you don't want it to be filled with flowers and you know nice little things like well, that. You, you want to be scared. To be scared. Well, especially as we'll go on, we'll we'll explain that um, one of one of the kids who sent 
through the dungeon and who's who's led by the other three actually has a, a helmet on so they can't see or they can all, only see their feet um and the helmet yeah. is called the helmet of justice isn't it clifford yeah does it make any sense of course it makes sense <laughs> well the helmet of justice well, he's, he's, he's dispensing justice throughout the dungeons <laughs> i've got a helmet of justice you know cliff have you less uh, of that I put it on. You know when we're having like family meetings, if she has, if she's cooked the peas and they're not soft enough, I dispense justice with the hat. Moving on from the helmet of justice. Um, <laughs> yep. So it's played out on a. It's a green. It's green screen technology, isn't it? The 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 dungeon master is in a room and the lads come in, or the lads and lasses come in, and he meets them, and then he sends one of them into the dungeon. They've got the helmet on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reason they've got that on. Uh-huh. Practical is because they're just in an empty room with nothing in it. Uh, yes. But what you can see on screen and what the what the, the Dungeoneers three mates can see on screen is is them in a in a fully realised world. Different the move from room to room is a different scenario on each one, and there's a, a riddle or a task or something to navigate before they can go through. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, like, it, and it's a race against time as well. Yeah, it's it's a, it's very similar to a, you know a role playing game, much like you know Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And any any video games that people play at the moment, there's one called uh, Dark Souls, which is very very similar, and which is notorious for for being hard. And and that's the other thing about this particular program is it's incredibly hard, isn't it? I haven't watched that episode today. I can't imagine anybody ever wins. I can't. Right. I can't see how how it, it's wins because. For a start, you don't know what you've got to do or how long it's going to take. Yeah. You've got a cr- your face is crumbling. <laughs> your face is crumbling while you're doing it. <laughs> That's awful, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. So the life force on uh-huh. screen is depicted by a, a, a fella in a helmet. Yeah. And as you go along, the longer it takes, it starts, the helmet comes off piece by piece, uh-huh. just leaving the, the face underneath. Uh-huh. Then the face starts coming apart bit by bit, so the cheek comes off and the chin comes off or whatever, yeah. leaving the skull. And, and then, then eventually <laughs> your eyeballs <laughs> the eyes, fly apart. The eyes start yeah. rolling out, yeah. uh-huh. so, so basically what that is, the, the life force, is it, it, it acts really as a time limit, doesn't it? So... They've got to get from sort of room to room in a certain... It's unspecified. The amount of time is unspecified. That's what I don't get. And they, yeah. and they can replenish it if they pick up a pie and put it in a bag. Not eat it. Just yeah. put it in a bag. <laughs> well, but it's like a game, isn't it? I mean, it's very difficult to eat a pie through the helmet of justice, as I'm sure you'll know. You, you'll realise as we, we go along. <laughs> Maybe those peas were uh, soft enough all along. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, it gets back to it. Dragod sends out this uh, this he's young good at gentleman. He's, yeah, he's brilliant. He's yeah, he's, I don't think he's been in anything else either. There's not much uh, stuff that I can find. Look, he's, he's not as like the star. He's in he's in shows yeah. here and there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it would be hard for him to do anything else after this really well, because he's... I, I think that's what it was. I think he was typecast, you know, um, as Dragod. Everybody knew him as that and and basically you know, they wouldn't wouldn't pick him to do anything else i think to go back again to doctor who i think he's done a, a few doctor who audio books and things like that um but really not much else but anyway like i say so tree god sends this one kid out into the dungeons and he's got the the helmet on so he can't see and he's three friends. you can see like just below him. you can see his feet you can see his feet yeah 
Um, his three friends have got to guide him through the the dungeons by telling him where to go, what to pick yeah. up, what what room he's in, so they explain which room he's actually in. Um, and they which do that. Of it by... makes any sense, obviously. It doesn't make any sense. Does it? Like, why doesn't it make any sense? Well, what <laughs> you're in a bomb room. Oh, what the fuck's a bomb room? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what, they would what, you're that... in a bomb room. <laughs> yeah, oh, they would assume that you're in a room with a bomb. I think I'd almost to say that like it's a well-known thing. Like, oh no, no, yeah. bomb room again. The thing is, <laughs> with, yeah, you know, fantasy and stuff like that, and Dungeons and Dragons. People take it immensely seriously. What you've got to basically do is, is immerse yourself in the game. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so that's what happens. These three people have, have got to sort of direct the dungeon here and tell them where to step. So they'll say things like sidestep to the left, sidestep to the right, take three steps forwards. So the one that we watched anyway, because um, I like to pick random ones, don't I, Cliff? Um, well, this was, isn't random, is it? Because you've done it on purpose. Um, yeah, we'll watch series two, episode one. And the main reason for that is uh, that there is um, four kids from Sunland who are actually playing the game. So, yeah, so near us. That's why I picked it anyway. Yeah. I would like to see if we can find these kids on Twitter or something. But obviously, yeah. there will be kids now. They yeah, must be a little bit older than us. So, probably about 40. That would be absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, the. To be perfectly honest, they probably want to forget the experience, don't they? Because um, they actually <laughs> hold hold the record for the shortest quest of all time in Nightmare history. <laughs> Did so they? That, that <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I think it was it was nine minutes forty seconds, something like that. Yeah, that I mean, it's very brief. There's there's reasons yeah. behind that, um, which we'll get into. But uh, yeah, I mean, just, they weren't very just, good at the game. Was the main one. I don't think it's that. I, I think it's just typical Sunland, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'm a Sunland fan, and we're always. I mean, we hold the one of the lowest records in the Premier League for the points, and we'll hold we'll hold the the lowest record as well for for Nightmare. So we just have no luck. <laughs> Basically, the way it starts, um, the first room that they're going to is uh, I don't know if you remember this cliff is uh, kind of like a spinning wheel. Can you I remember can that? Remember it. I only watched it about two hours ago. Oh, you, you've got a very bad memory, Cliff, haven't you? Who said that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a spinning wheel. They've got to pull the lever and um, they, they basically enter a room, don't they? Um, yeah, so, so depending on where it's the pull the lever, it stops, and where it stops is the, the quest they go on. The first room for this one um, is a jester and a, that's right. a maiden. Mm-hmm. So, so in this particular room, they're, they're, they're given various clues by the the jester and the maiden i think the the maiden runs into a certain because there's four doors she runs into the third door something like that and the jester mm-hmm. sort of says the game is follow the maiden so that the kids yeah. would have had have actually have seen where that girl ran into and have to follow her yeah. path basically and yeah they do and he's that. given them yeah they do that this, this they do this one well i'll give them that yeah to be <laughs> honest they only, they only make one mistake they only make one mistake and they're dead. Uh huh. They only made one mistake. So I think that the next room that they go into, there's a few different rooms. One of them's a, a, a bomb room, which is, is what you mentioned, isn't it? Which is just a, a giant bomb with the, the sort of the tape going down so that the, it's going to blow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they just tell them to run in that one. Just go run, yes. Yeah. Which is good advice, I think. 
And then the next one's a, a, a riddle one, isn't it? And the riddles. Yeah, the, the, those uh-huh. ones is normally a, a talking wall. That's um, right. Wall monster. This one, there's a table with some stuff on, isn't there? And mm-hmm. you've got to decide what to take from the table. There's a pie, so they have a pie, because that gives their life force a little bit of a boost. That's uh, right, yeah. And then they get the riddle right. No, there's like a few riddles, they get them all right. Good I think them. they get two right, and they get one wrong, and that's the mistake uh, yeah. that they make. They get two right, and they get one wrong. So if, if because I've watched other episodes, if, if they get all three right, the wall creature thing will give them an extra clue which will help them in the next room so that is actually the one one mistake that they make and i don't know if you can remember the the riddle that they got wrong um it was ridiculous that terrible well there you go there um it was it was a difficult one i mean the ones that they got right well weren't weren't easy but uh but the one they got wrong I think it was about um, Sherwood Forest or something like that. Oh, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. And yeah. the answer was Little John. That's right. It was, uh, who is the giant of the green wood? That's the only mistake that they make. They get that question wrong. Okay, um, so okay. On the on the table, they pick up the food, which you said. Um, I think there was something like bat's wings or something and um, a gauntlet and a cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they pick up the key in the glove, don't they? And Why then, would you not pick all of the things up? I don't. You're not allowed. You can. You can only pick the food up, and you can only pick two items up. I mean, as you as you go on, because there's three levels that you've got to complete to sort of get to the end and win. Your, your knapsack thing's going to be pretty heavy in it by the time you finish. <laughs> all the, all the food that you put in. Iron gauntlet, loads of pies. <laughs> yeah, giant spoons and things like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be... Well, some of them they give on the way, don't they? They'll see somebody and have to like give them that thing. Because I think the yeah. next room, the next room they go in, there's a woman in a well, and you can't, you don't really get what's happening at first. The lads are telling Martin, the dungeoneer, uh, oh, there's a woman by the well. Whenever they're talking, you see her face and it's coming out of her mouth. Um, and they're just saying, get in the well, get in the well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It seems like a strange move to think. What's what will we do in this room? Get in the well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, I think you're, you're partly right there. I think what what actually happened was because if you look at the kids, so so what's happening is they're in a room with a witch and a, a well, and the mm-hmm. witch is speaking. But what when she's speaking, she's speaking in one of the kids' voices, not yeah. the dungeoneer's voice. She's speaking in. The ones who are advising yeah, 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 the yeah. dungeoneer where to go. Yeah, so right. obviously, what happens is the kids look perplexed, don't they? They look uh-huh. like, what's going on? So I think what they've actually done is they've got a kid prior to the sh- the show sort of starting to record his voice <laughs> and say, well. <laughs> yeah, and say those things. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So yeah, the kids don't know what's what's going on at all i think i thought that was really really clever actually i thought it was absolutely fantastic just to stump yeah. the kids because if you look at their faces they haven't got a clue what's going yeah, on know what's going on that one's got his clipboard he can't see anything like there's nothing on that uh-huh. clipboard that'll explain it uh-huh. uh, so yeah so it's they, a good they, one but then trigon pops up in the top corner his face yeah. appears the top uh-huh. corner he's like oh don't listen to this woman i haven't seen her in a while she's basically she's tricking you uh, yeah. What she's saying isn't isn't really what's happening, uh, and she's asking them for the bat wings, isn't she? So I think she if is. they had the bat wings, she wouldn't uh-huh. have tried to get them in the well. Which it turns out it was a trick. 
and uh -huh. that kind of disappears. It's really a cauldron, and if they were to go in, it would have burned to death. Yeah, they would have burned to death. Lovely uh -huh. kitty tea time TV show. <laughs> it's all about the deaths. This program, isn't it? I posted a video on uh, on Facebook. I don't know if you saw of of like the funniest deaths and things oh, like no, that. Oh no, I haven't saw it yet. Did you not see that? No, it was, no. it's really, really good. Um, kids getting passwords wrong and stuff like that and being eaten <laughs> by walls in there. Uh, kids sort of, you know, it's really close to like a big gap and, and things and they tell them to step <laughs> in the wrong direction and they, they fall. Yeah, I mean, so it's, a, it's a difficult it's a game. It's not, <laughs> it is completely. It is completely. Um, there's also one as well, which I was reading about, where apparently someone gets a spell where it turns them invisible, right? Which is great, isn't it? I okay. mean, who wouldn't want to be invisible? But uh, the problem is obviously that they are invisible. So the, the three people who are advising them don't know whether <laughs> don't know, can't see the person, so they fall off like a massive mountain or something. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, it's all about killing kids, basically. This program, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So the, these lads, they get they get through that one. They get through the next one. Um, and then they get to another bomb room. Well, after after the witch thing, um, this is where, to bring it back to the football analogy, I think, is where we're being done by the referees, personally. <laughs> because I've, I've watched other ones, and they're, they're giving a little bit more help than these poor lads from Sunderland. Um, because they pick up the, the, the gauntlet, they pick up the glove, um, mm -hmm. they pick up the key, they get the food, mm -hmm. go into the next room, they meet the witch who yep. uh, tries to get them in the cauldron by, you know, pretend to have the voice of one of the kids. Um, yeah. And she asks for something to be put in a cauldron or what have you. Yeah. Um, they don't have anything. They say, well, we've got a key. She says, well, I don't need a key. I haven't got a door with a lock <laughs> yeah. on. Um, yeah. So then she chases them out, doesn't she? Chases yeah. them out. They go into another room. And the other room is the bomb room again where, you know, the, the tape of things going really, really quickly, and the blow. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I like this. What? So the life force is going down when they're in the uh -huh. witch room. And that trigger's like, yeah, you want to get a move on because you're going to die yeah. here. And they're going uh -huh. right quickly, Martin. But they still got to go, like, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, <laughs> a little bit more to the left. Quick, quicker. Yeah. But he's going so slow. And then they get in the next one. They're like, it's another bomb room. Yeah. Go quickly. I've never seen anybody... Walk more slowly when somebody says <laughs> go, go quickly. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think at one bit he goes, I don't know what you're saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. And what, what happens is, Dragon says to them, You had the gauntlet and it could have saved you, but you didn't You didn't find out how it would save you. Like, what, what did these lads from Sunland do wrong? I don't understand. They got one question wrong. That's it. And they lasted nine minutes, 40 seconds. I think, I think, like I say, I think they were robbed. I think they were completely robbed. The other ones that I've watched, they've been given more help. Do you know what I mean? If, if the gauntlet could have saved them, why didn't they say, tell them about the gauntlet or what have you? They just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great fun though. Like I remember, I remember loving it when I was a kid. It's great. It's still good now. I still enjoyed watching it. It's good yeah. fun. The graphics aren't great for now, but they definitely were at the time. It was uh -huh. cutting edge kind of way to go on then. Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
I just thought it, it was great. I couldn't remember the credits. I've got some nice animated uh, credits in the intro, haven't they? That's good, and the song's pretty yeah. good. But a little bit like that record I was talking about before, like very 80s synthy, um, yeah. like adventure music. That's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. One thing yeah, I like I always remember of it was uh, when the trolls came. I used to absolutely mm-hmm. shit myself because there was a, yeah. a big like horn, and then... Trigon would be like, it's the trolls, and it was just yeah. like, it was so scary. Like the panic just set in with these lads, like trying to get the uh, trying to get away from the trolls that they didn't know what was coming. And there was another yeah. that used to scare us every now and then. They had a, there was a, like a, a boatman on this a, like a misty a misty mm-hmm. river that they had to cross in a you know like the kind of the death kind of figure with the hooded the hood yeah. on and stuff that used to really scare us as well. Mm-hmm. Can you you've watched a lot of them? What happens if you win? Um, well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing particularly. I mean, they, they just basically they, they just say that you've won. I mean, if you die, you get a scroll um, to say that you've you've actually done the show. Um, if you win, I think you get some kind of uh, sort of plaque that says that you've that you've won. I think that's it. Um, but not like you've mentioned, not many people actually did win. I think there's only yeah, eight, eight, yeah, eight teams that have actually that have actually <laughs> done it. Like won a series. Won a series, yeah, won a series, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I read. Uh, I remember it being massive. Like I loved it. Everybody loved it because it was like going into a different world, and you just wanted to be on it, didn't you? I mean, I think the reality of if you had gone on it, it would have been pretty crap because it's solid. And no, it, yeah, it was hard. It would have been disappointing, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, it was a kind of a program that you'd run home from school to watch. That's that's the type of program it was. I certainly Did you see the viewing figures on it? Did I see? The viewing figures. They are amazing. I mean, compared to now, nowadays, they're amazing, aren't they? Five, even, even when it got cancelled. Five million, Five million people, people episode. Yeah, that's uh-huh. insane. Even even now, yeah, yeah. you know, there's petitions and and there's things like that to try and get it back on the on the it was TV. Amazing. I, I loved it. I loved watching it again. I'm glad that it got brought up when there were uh, people on Facebook were having conversations because I, yeah. I loved watching it. I remember loving it so much as a kid, and it was it was great. So that was good. Also, the next thing we watched was another ITV uh, game show. Probably out around about the same time, 89, well, actually yeah. 89 and 99, uh, mm-hmm. Funhouse was on for which is 10 years, I'm stretched 10 years yeah. of that. Ten years of fun <laughs> it took its toll on Patrick. Well, again, didn't I, it? <laughs> I remember watching this as a kid, and it, it was another one that you you just wished you could go on it. I don't uh-huh. know about you, but I, I yeah, definitely I'm... thought that. I'm the same, definitely. I always wanted to go on Funhouse. I mean, the prizes at the end always seemed to be absolutely fantastic, didn't they? Um, yeah, I mean, the prizes to go just to go in the Funhouse itself was yeah. like, always just seemed to be great. And you got uh-huh. to win prizes and some of the prizes. I always remember thinking, you know, imagine if you could get one of them. Like, because a lot of the stuff was stuff like we would never have a, yeah. a hope in hell's chance of ever seeing, never <laughs> yeah. get. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I used to definitely. love that. And then there was the go kart uh, race again. Yeah. I just looked amazing. Wanted to do that. Um, for most lads, the twins would have been a big part of that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely for me. I would. I would well, I've got that. some good twin twin based content later on for you. Oh, have so, you? Uh, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I'm not, 
looking forward to that then. Um, what, so do you, what do you think of Pat Sharp then as a, as a presenter? So the one you asked us to watch um, was mislabeled on YouTube because it says Series 1, Episode 1. But it, it wasn't that. It was one of the last series. It was like in the 8th series or something. Um, right. And you, can, you can tell because what do you think of when you think of Pat Sharp? What comes in your head? Right. Well, I would think of the long mullet and the, yeah. the hair. But he doesn't have it in this episode, does he? So as soon as well, he comes on. Well, I'll tell you what's gone and happened there, Cliff. It's been an awful <laughs> mistake. Because you've watched the wrong episode, haven't you? <laughs> I watched the link you sent us. No, you you sent me the link for this program. I sent you the link for Nightmare. I watched the link you sent us. No, you you sent me the link for this program. I sent you the link for Nightmare. You sent me the link for Funhouse. You've got no, to watch the wrong program. <laughs> <laughs> you lie and get. You've got to watch the wrong friggin' episode. Yeah, I said, are you sure this is the one you wanted to watch? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You sent, we should. We will uh, watch series one, episode one of Funhouse. I went, okay, this is the episode of Nightmare that would, uh, we should watch. So what you've gone and done in your drunken stupor is completely watch the wrong episode. So my episode does have patch out with long hair and your episode doesn't. So I've watched the better one. So well, I'm, I'm going to suggest the content of the show was exactly the same, even though they were probably agree. ten years ago. <laughs> I, I would completely agree. There might there might be some subtle differences um, in the one that I watched because uh, Pat Sharp looked like he was off his tits on the one that I watched. He looked like he just got in from the, the hacienda. He had sort of stripy pants on and. His, uh, his eyes were like darting all over the place and his chin was wobbling all like over a... the place and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really? Looks like uh-huh. a soccer casual in uh, the one I watched. Mm-hmm. What do I think of Pat Sharp? Uh-huh. I thought he was a, a mean bully and an yeah. unfunny man in it. Uh, he, was, he was strange, wasn't he? He was like, like a passive aggressive I don't dislike Pat Sharp. I know he was a very like, uh-huh. he was a figure of fun because of the mullet and stuff. He's one of those personalities that essentially people just take the piss out of like yeah i've actually met once and he's he's a nice fella he's all right mm-hmm. um he probably had to come into this telly show and then start interacting with kids after he's been uh-huh. working obviously with adults doing his normal like DJing all the time yeah. i think you can tell that he just he doesn't quite get the tone right with the kids it's yeah he's kind of like a, a piss takey um joshing with them but uh-huh. I think the kids just look confused all the time. Like they're a bit like, they do. Oh, I didn't oh. really sign up for this abuse. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering we haven't watched the same episode, there's a couple that I watched, and one of them, um, he asks, he says to the kids, uh, "So I hear you like Eddie Murphy. Well, do an impression of him then. I mean, bear in mind this yeah. this was this was '80s Eddie Murphy, right? Like raw <laughs> and stuff. What what's the kid supposed to say? Put the banana <laughs> in the fucking damn pipe. You know what I mean? What what the kids just look stumped? Ten, like <laughs> ten year old from Runcon. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do an impression of raw Eddie Murphy, no way. So yeah, I mean we'll watch a different episode, so we're not gonna be able to talk about that much in common over, but like I say, the themes yeah. are the same. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a it forms three parts. The first part is the messy games, which is where there's a lot of gunge involved, which is a very late 80s early 90s kid show thing they're uh-huh. just basically kids getting messy 
yeah. rolling around in slime and stuff like that. And again, uh-huh. probably every single episode takes the same form. Right. Well, um, mine, mine was this. Mine was exactly the same with the messy episodes and stuff like that. Um, there was a there was a very odd bit on mine. I, I don't know about the one that you watched, but uh, the, what they had to do was get sort of water balloons and dip them in toffee or something like that, it was, uh, and then put them down dungarees and keep them in their dungarees okay. basically. Um, and then the <laughs> twins would sort of get the uh, the sort of water bombs out of the kids' dungarees. So these are like teenage kids. And these two twins are just like rummaging around in their clothes and stuff like that. It was, it's the kind of thing that you know me and you might have enjoyed, but these these two girls, teenage girls who were on the on the program, they didn't look too comfortable with it. Uh, and I, I don't yeah. understand. It's a bit strange. Um, there's another bit. So the next bit after that, they do them, and then they go on the the go kart bit. Yeah, which is the best, the best bit, isn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, it was amazing. I'm sure it's yeah. not, it's not as quick as you kind of hope it was or remember yeah. it being when you were a kid. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. basically, they go around and the, they have to grab tokens from the side of the track, put yeah. them in again in a little pouch, much yeah. like uh-huh. nightmare, and uh-huh. uh, then they, some are worth twenty five and some are worth ten, and uh-huh. you get twenty five bonus points if you're if you are the winner of the race. Uh-huh. Um, and they count them up at the end, and then the winning team goes on to be in the funhouse. And when they're yeah. in the funhouse, there's loads mm-hmm. of prizes they can win. Um, so the the race, um, and this one that I watched, the kid got his helmet, and he's obviously nervous. Like I said, these kids, little kids on telly, they're, they're nervous, they're, mm-hmm. and they, especially with Pat Sharp, like all these wisecracks that they don't understand. Uh-huh. I think they're a bit on edge. And this yeah. lad, he drops the helmet, and right. Pat Sharp's like, well, if you drop the helmet, you're not going to be any good at the fucking race, are you? Because you've got a good... <laughs> and he starts, like, he gets the tokens. He's like, you've got to grab these. And he starts, like, juggling them, going, oh, oh, I can't carry them. Oh, I can't uh-huh. catch them. Well, you'll get nothing if that's what you do in the race. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know? How dare you come here and behave like this in Funhouse? This is the best bit. How dare you drop your helmet? I'm not going to let you in the cart. I know you've been looking forward to it all week, but I'm not letting you in this go-kart. You drop the helmet. It's disrespectful. I mean, that's the difference, so, isn't it? I mean, when when you're a kid, all you want to do is run around and jump around and stuff like that. You, that's all you want to do. I mean, <laughs> me and you now would probably think that would be the worst thing <laughs> ever, wouldn't we? It would be I'd like to be as still as possible at all times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Preferably uh, so horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you're a kid, I mean, there's n- there's nothing better than that. I mean, both of, I mean, I've told you about my son Lennon before, and about one of the previous shows well, that we watched. Well, you just <laughs> well, you was Godfather, so you should have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but these two programs, along with the Interceptor, which is another one that we've, we've done previously, Lennon loves these two programs. He loves okay. Nightmare. He absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. It's another one sort of that I introduced him to because. When you have a little boy, you think, great, I'm going to get to play with toys, you know, the, <laughs> the toys that I like. I'm, I'm going to get to watch kids' television. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But uh, unfortunately, kids' television isn't quite what it was when we were kids. So okay. what I had to do was, is introduce Lennon to these type of things, you know? So on this one, I watched the, the two that lost the race and didn't go to the funhouse. They both got a... Um, a Sony Discman, like a CD Walkman. 
right. cheap away, which is a good price. Oh. Um, and then the two that go to the fun house, the fun house is amazing. So it is what it sounds like. It's big, like if you were at a fairground, loads of slides and ball pits and uh-huh. rope swings and stuff like that. And there's tokens for prizes along the way. And before they go in, the voiceover man says, in the ball pit, there's uh-huh. whatever, and there's prizes, yeah. and they run through them. And that list of prizes seems to be never-ending. It's like it, it's incredible, the stuff they could win. Yeah, um, but on the one I watched, which I thought was really funny, there's a, a Walkman cassette player, so the fellas who've lost have got a better one than that. Mm-hmm. There's you know stuff like some kind of cool trainers. You know what those watches, like a Benetton watch, yeah, um, like a backpack, a head, a head hold off, like we used to have in school. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them was uh, a nuff nuff jacket. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some eclipse jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one of them is so. There's all this good stuff that you can go on, um, like an, an an adventure day, a year subscription to your favorite comic. A Walkman, some new trainers, and then one of them was an answer phone. <laughs> an answer phone? <laughs> Why would a kid of 12 need an answer phone? Well, you say that, but then they said, what are you looking forward to win? And he goes, I really <laughs> would like that answer phone. All we had all of that stuff. There? What's happened there is his, his mom and dad have basically said, if there's any of them prizes that you think I'd like, that's the one that you need to go for, isn't it? That's his parents influenced that. It's got nothing to do with the kids. He wants the Commodore. On mine, on mine, it was Commodore 64 games that they could oh, win. Amazing. amazing. I know, but they didn't offer a Commodore 64, just the games. So just the games. If, yeah. If, if they didn't have a Commodore 64, then they were all screwed, basically. Well, I was a Spectrum boy, so I wouldn't have... Uh... No, yeah. no use to be. Uh, Commodore all the way for me, like. I still enjoyed it, even though the the behaviour of the adults on the show is a bit sus- suspect, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but the games themselves were great fun. The kids obviously had a good time and the prizes were amazing. Still now, I still thought it was a good show. And the theme yeah. tune is fantastic. <laughs> Both, I think, uh, Nightmare you... and this one are fantastic, aren't they? That's the thing the about the first one, as soon as it starts, you know all the words to it. Like, I yeah. knew them all straight away. So what we haven't really talked about are the twins, Melanie and Martina Grant. But yeah. did you know that um, in 2014, they brought mm-hmm. out an album in Japan uh, called right. It's a Twin Thing? No, and they I called didn't. themselves... Well, they were called ATT, a twin thing, right. and the album right. was called It's a Twin Thing. So I've had to listen to it today, and <laughs> I mean, it sounds like songs from the 80s, like kind of Spice Girls rejects and stuff like that. It's really cheesy. Yeah. I and mean, you can see uh-huh. why it was released in Japan and not in England. Um, but anyway, uh, two things I wanted to talk about is, well, actually, here's a fact for you. They mm-hmm. were in one of your favorites. They were in Monty Python, The Meaning of Life. Mother? As kids, yeah. Oh, um, as kids? Yeah, they sing. Uh, when, when did that come out? 1985 or something? Been something like that. Did Mr. Creus? So would have been teenagers. No, they were part of the choir singing uh, Every Sperm is Sacred. 
<laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so that, and they do a version of it on It's a Twin thing. Did what they? do you think about that? No, they don't. <laughs> so two two things for the for the twin thing. Um, one, I've got a little quiz for you called It's a Twin. It's a Twin thing. Right. Would you like to play it? Or are you going to well, play it? I'm, so I'm going to give you. It's an option, is it? Where I can refuse to play. No, you can't refuse to play it. I'll just ask the questions anyway. You can refuse to answer, I suppose. <laughs> right. Okay, then. So I'll give you the names of three sets of famous female twins. Right. And you've got to tell me who like, who they are, what they're famous for. Right. All right? Yeah. So the first one, uh, they'll get progressively harder. Okay. Um, the first one are Monica and Gabriella Ermina. This is the easiest one, and I think... This is the easiest one. We've seen these in the flesh. Oh, right. Well, I like the clues. Are they they the cheeky girls? They are the cheeky girls. Where did we see them in the flesh? We saw them at an abandoned concert where one one of them winked at us, right? The the concert was abandoned in South Shields because people were... um, It was on the beach, and people were, mm. were throwing various objects Gal- at the Galaxy performance. Galaxy FM. Yes. Uh-huh. Galaxy so, FM Beach Park. Yeah, 2003. But yeah, we, we, so well done. You got, you got that one right. Nice. Were you working for the, the Gazette then, were you? Were you reporting on all this? 2003. <laughs> I, I'm laughing. I'm, 2003. No, I was but a man of 22. <laughs> exactly. <right>. Ridiculous. <laughs> like <that> was, <laughs> no, I was, um, it was when I worked at the bank. Number two are uh, Sam. And Amanda Marchant. Sam and Amanda Marchant. Right. Come on then. Clues. I have no idea. 2007 was when mm-hmm. they were at their pomp. No? Nope. Nothing? Nope. Nothing. Um, they released a cover of Aqua's Barbie Girl as a single. Their debut single. A cover? No. Who, who on earth would Barbie. cover that song? They were uh, runners up, I think, on Big Brother. They are Sam and Amanda Marchant, better known as Samanda, and they began they were runners up from Big Brother in 2007. Why, why, why would they? They called Salamander. Why, why would they call themselves lizards? Anyway, so you've got one out of two so far, but I've got high hopes for you with this one. Oh well, I'm not sure about your so high hopes. These twins rose to fame, or should I say, infamy, in uh-huh. 2008. They are. Ursula and Sabina Eriksson. Eriksson. Yeah, Eriksson. Only... I'll tell you, it's it's a Swedish. It's like Sven Goran Eriksson. Well, yeah, that, that's other his daughters. He's <laughs> <laughs> joint wives. No, he's no. joint. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's more possible, isn't it? One for the left, um, one for the right. This is worth a podcast on its own. If we were a true crime podcast, but we're not. Honestly, you need to look into this more, and it's the type of thing you would will love. And I right. think there's a couple of documentaries about it. There's, there's got to be a podcast about it out there. But mm-hmm. they were Swedish twins who um, got a ferry from Dublin to Liverpool. Uh, they were living in Dublin, or at least one of them was. Their erratic behaviour got them kicked off a National Express bus that was going from Liverpool to, uh, let's say, London. They didn't make it because they got kicked off. Uh, right. by camera, so the police went to get them. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them, Sabina, oh, well, actually, both of them, 
ended up just running in the middle of the motorway and getting run over multiple times. Sabina, Ursula was hospitalised. Sabina was hospitalised, but ended up basically punching, fighting, spitting on the policeman um, and got arrested. Uh, right. Like signs of psychosis and stuff, but there was no... Uh, no drink, drink or drugs taken or anything like that in her system, uh, so they couldn't really explain the erratic behaviour. Uh-huh. Anyway, she got she got released from the hospital, um, or she was released on bail, um, and got taken in by a man in Stoke who wanted to look after her, um, uh-huh. and she stabbed him to death. <laughs> right. So that's Ursula and Sabina Erickson. That, that Can't is, believe we didn't know them. I, I think they've been sent back through time by Skynet, those two twins. Because <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like, I know I'm kind of trying to kind of make a light of a very serious crime, but yeah. when you read into it, it's it's proper chilling, and she was saying, like, oh, you, like you're from the past and stuff like that to the people. The really? Doctors so like it, they, yeah. they are. They are from Skynet. <laughs> they are, yeah. So know. I've just stumbled up. I've just solved the case in one go. I don't know who they yeah. are, but I've solved the case. Because Skynet it. always send people back on a motorway. I don't know if you've seen any of the, <laughs> the Terminator films recently, Happy. but uh, generally it's a motorway. So you, you've only got, well, you've only got one out of three, but I think by solving the crime, yeah. you've won. And as your prize, as yes. your prize, they go back to Melanie and Martina Grant. Uh-huh. Um, I have, I went on their website after uh, looking at their album. Oh, yeah, I bet you did. You can hire them to come to parties and stuff like that, but uh, entire websites about that. So I have applied, basically posed as you, and applied <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, I've basically sent off a, a, an inquiry form and said, hi, my name's Brett Davidson. Uh, my good friend Paul's 39th birthday is taking place on April the 1st. And I, I'd like to buy you for his birthday party. It'll be in Newcastle. How much will it be? So that you should get a call about that in the next couple of days. Fantastic. So that's that's pending, is it? You've right. won the chance to buy the for a oh, birthday oh, party the from price. me. Right, but I also won't be asked because it's going to be in Newcastle and I'll not be there. So. Well, that's, well thank you very much for the prize. There. I'm, I'm well, you might get in touch with them. Oh, that, their agent might win you. Yeah. Or That's it might excellent. be really out of date website. I don't know. Like I the wonder, time I applied to Supermarket Suite. I wonder who else you can book in these type of things. That's, that's, I, I, think I'm gonna... I look I look into it sometimes for, for work, for, for different um, DJs and stuff to come out. You can, like, you, there's just agents have rosters of random people you can get to come and DJ or just appear. And like most of the prices are fairly affordable. Like we could do, you could do it for a night out. You could get, I don't know, like, the Geordie bloke from the British Empire to come on a night out with you or something like that. Brilliant. But we must must say as well that we're also available, aren't we, Cliff? If anybody would like, yeah, for parties and that you can do with the balloons and you know, I'll, I'll say. Can't can't it give us uh, bad cheeks? Can't do it. Can't do <laughs> bad cheeks. You yeah. you don't even know how to I blow up a balloon cheeks. properly. I've no idea how to blow up a balloon properly. You make some <laughs> cheeks on the other occasion I have. I then can't tie the knot, so it goes to waste. <laughs> well, you haven't sold, so sold well really well there, mate. Anyway, that sounds fantastic. I'll have to look into um, people that we can book and send them to your house. 
Should we, <laughs> Mr. Clifford, read out these reviews that the lovely people have put on? Um, okay, I mean, at least one of them is me pretending to be would, something else. Okay. Yeah, go on then. Ring well, I haven't got this. Well, one, one was me pretending to... Uh, to, well, uh, you, you didn't do very well at pretend to be somebody else as you put your actual name, have you? Uh, it's got me login in it, so <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not like a master of deception, are you, Cliff? He has, he has one from uh, Wilmond, uh, who's, who says uh, it was a great first episode, lads. Enjoyed the interceptor chat, and the coverage of Fort Boyard was great, as well as being morally worrying. Uh, loving the celebrity <laughs> crimes part at the end therefore should be a regular feature so each pod can finish on a disturbing note nice one oh, well, well I, we kind of I think that. you've already done that yeah so yeah that's that's a good one uh, this one is from EF Goody um, what a great okay. way to spend half an hour top class banter so that's nice isn't it <laughs> This one is from some idiot called P.D. Clifford. At least Sounds one like of them. <laughs> at least one of them is a G.E. I assume that means genius, and you're talking about me. Um, love it. <laughs> and the next one is from again some idiot called Brett Davo. Both good hosts sound like sexy versions of Ant and Dick. So if anybody does put a review on or whatever, we'll read it out, won't we? Regardless, is there? Yeah. I mean, a nice one, a five-star one. We won't read the rubbish ones out, will we? Very well nice done for reading them out, because I totally forgot you'd said that. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Okay, then, mate. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, yeah, remember, you can follow us on Twitter, FCircusPod, and you can join the Facebook group where there's loads of chat at Bretton Club's Free Circus podcast. Uh, we have an Instagram page if you want to have a look at two pictures we'll put on there. And there's a website as well, but I still haven't updated that. Um, but, yeah, leave us a review, subscribe, like the podcast, and keep coming back for more, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Okay, bye.